So the obstacle be, am I worthy of that? I have no, I don't believe that I'm worthy of this role or this relationship. Uh, Self-doubt. Oh, I don't have the confidence to put myself forward, for example, because I see this quite often, especially in large corporations, when there's an opportunity that presents, men jump into it and they mm-hmm. work out how later. The women like, mm, am I smart enough? Am I good enough for this one? And by the time they get to, yes, I'm going to give it a go, it's too late. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. It's time for you to increase your influence, grow your business, and scale to freedom. Now, let's enter the lab with your host, Samantha Riley. Welcome back to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Today's episode is coming to you a little bit later than it normally does because I've just got back from spending the weekend in Adelaide with my family. We all got together and celebrated Christmas a little earlier. You know, we did the usual too much food and too much drink. You know, isn't that a Christmas tradition for most of us? As well as having a lot and lot of laughs with my family. So that was my big Christmas and I'll celebrate again on the 25th of my December with my Sydney family, which is much smaller. So it's like the big celebration is done for me so I can really concentrate on getting the building blocks in place for a strong start to 2020. So how has 2019 been for you? Thinking back to the 1st of January, have you achieved those you know, big, hairy, audacious goals that you set out to achieve? Or have you fallen a little short of where you thought you'd be at this time of the year? Here's what I know to be true. Most people I know, and I'm not just talking about business owners here, set short-term goals that are too small and long-term goals that are too big and unachievable. And it's because they don't create a plan to have them actually achieving that goal. But I know when you've got a framework to create the plan to achieve the outcomes that you are wanting, like more income, more time off, so working less hours, or having more influence and impact, you're able to move the needle on your business very quickly. Now, the framework I'm talking about here is a framework that I followed to successfully scale my first two businesses. And rather than keep reinventing the wheel, I got that framework out of my head and onto paper so I could help other people do the same. And it's the framework that I use to add six figures to my business in less than six months. And some of my clients have used this framework to add six figures in less than 30 days. But even more importantly, they've been able to cut their working hours in half and spend more time with their family. Plus, now they're creating a much bigger impact. They're helping more people. And I know because you listen to this show that this is super important to you as well. Now, the thing is, your dream life is only a few steps away and is totally achievable. But so many business owners and entrepreneurs miss the steps to make this happen. So if making more money next year is on your list, or if it's time to stop working a ridiculous amount of hours so you can have more time for yourself, or if 2020 is the year to really step it up and have more influence so you can impact more people, I would love you to join me for a free online masterclass that I'm running this week called Expert to Leading Authority. Now, it's a live masterclass. It's not being recorded, so you've got plenty of time to ask me questions and really understand 
this framework and I'm running the training this Wednesday morning if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, um, which is Tuesday afternoon if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and I'm going to take you through my nine-step altitude framework so you can install it into your business. I'll also be taking you through the Freedom Business Matrix as well as the Influence and Impact Formula so you can really launch into 2020 with purpose rather than dribble into the new year with no direction, you know, and spend the first six months trying to figure out what you want to be doing. Now, all you need to do to register is go to samanthariley.global forward slash masterclass. And if you're listening to this while you're in the gym or out walking, like I do when I'm listening to podcasts, I'll make sure the link is in the show notes so you don't need to remember it. You can just listen to the show and, and enjoy it. Now, this training is for you if you've been trying to grow your business for a little while. You know there's a missing piece, but you can't figure out what it is. So go to samanthariley.global forward slash masterclass to sign up. Um, it's called From Expert to Leading Authority, so you can add six figures to your income in six months or less and increase your influence and impact. And I promise you'll walk away excited to launch into 2020 with the opportunities available to you. So that link again, samanthariley.global forward slash masterclass. All right, let's jump into today's episode. And today's guest is Catherine Plano. Catherine is the queen of transformation, and she's here to help you tap into your greatest potential. She's an innovative leader and creative entrepreneur who specializes in helping people create their goals and dreams. So without further ado, let's welcome Catherine Plano into the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Catherine. It's awesome to have you joining me here today. I'm super excited to be on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really looking forward to this because we have connected before. I've, you interviewed me on your podcast, The I Am Woman Project, and we had such a great chat that I straight away, like at the end of the interview, said, you have to come on my show because what we talked about was so cool. So I'm looking forward to deep diving with you on all things belief systems and mindset. And uh, I was going to say all the things that hold us back, but let's turn that around. Uh, and all the things that make us successful and have us moving forward in our lives. Now, you've been doing this for a while. I'd love you to take us back to how you got into this field of work. Sure. I, um, so it's interesting. I did start in corporation. So I was working in a corporate environment to begin with. And, um, and back then, so I'm talking about 25, 26, years ago when internet was non-existent uh-huh. wasn't a thing. Uh, and no it was not a thing and definitely for me I wanted to learn this I, I was I was I've got a very curious mind and for me I wanted to know like how is it possible that we can speak to somebody on the other side of the world but not be in the same place so I was really intrigued so I put myself through um, Barton Institute to do a diploma of information technology and I started that and it wasn't the thing. It's definitely not what I want to do, pulling computers apart. And, but anyway, as it was, I really wanted to get into that uh, area of or this new area of, that was uh, about to embark on a new journey. And uh, what I did was started looking for roles. So I put together my resume. I went to a recruitment agent and told them this is what I wanted to do. I told them I was going to this, um, the Barton Institute. Uh, which is now Holmes Glen. And um, so basically after uh, spending some time with the recruitment agent, he said to me, don't waste your time. Uh, this is not a role for a woman like you. And uh, basically I left 
got in the car and as I was driving home, I was bawling my eyes out and, uh, uh, you know, all this, this self-doubt was coming in and like, Catherine, you know, what are you doing? I mean, you know, what are you trying to prove? And, and then all of a sudden this, I don't know, it was like, hang on a minute, who's this guy trying to tell me what I can and can't do with my life? Mm. And by the time I got home, I had this, I had shifted my mindset from I'll show you. So I uh, proceeded to go for one particular organisation. I actually went for six interviews and I got the role. So I got this executive role in an IT industry. It was completely new. Uh, we're talking about internet. And, mm -hmm. um, and I remember all I did was I actually wrote him a letter with the letterhead of the company saying, thank you so much for... Um, not believing in me because what it actually do, did was drive me, push me to prove you wrong. And so I wrote this long letter, but I just was so grateful that um, I had that experience because maybe if it didn't turn me down, I probably would have not pushed myself to uh, be in these corporate environment. And back then it was tough. Like there was no women in IT. And mm. still these days, there's not many women in that kind of environment. Um, but that was the, the, my journey into starting into a corporation. And then, of course, probably about seven years down the track, I left the corporation and um, I decided this wasn't for me. Uh, there was too much ego, I think, for my liking. And mm -hmm. I decided to save money for about 12 months and think, thought to myself, well, what can, I mean, what can I do? Go out there and start my own business. And the worst thing that can happen is if it doesn't work out within the next 12 months, well, I'm just going to have to get another job. And that's mm. how I started. Love it, love it. And it's so true that our biggest times of growth come from the biggest challenging moments like these moments that a lot of I, I certainly know that when I was younger they're the moments that you wish didn't happen but as you get older you really realize the these are such a blessing that when we give gratitude to these moments we realize that they shape us into the person that we become and it's so incredible that you know one person gave you such a gift that put you on a different path Exactly. And I exactly, that's exactly how I look at it. It is about a gift. And when we talk about a shift of mindset, you know, it, it, it's up to us. It's how we respond and react to every situation. So we can look at it as a gift or we can look at it as a curse, whatever that may be for you. But I think that um, if you look at it as a gift, it helps you move forward and find solutions as to, okay, where to from here. Mm. And I think even more than that, and I know this is something that will probably go down the, the, um, the rabbit hole a little bit on too is that I know that you're a big believer in you know what our mind is is thinking or what our mind can conceive that's what we achieve and when we're thinking we hate this that's what we're creating over and over we hate this we hate this we hate this but when we see these moments of wow this is such a blessing then you know giving that gratitude just brings more of that into our life mm, absolutely and I don't think we we live in that headspace enough we're always seeking more you know and we're always looking at what more can I get what more can I I I do what it is it's very external driven and I think we lose to uh be grateful for the things around us we're always looking for more we're not happy with the things that you know the simple things around us like you know I get, we're working our health our relationships you know have a look and I'm sure that and I practice on a daily basis that to be grateful is to be happy exactly where you are at today. Mm, I love that. I love that. So talking about that, do you have a daily practice or some sort of morning routine that puts you into this frame of mind every day? 
Yes. So I tell people this and they always uh, give me one of these funny looks. I'm one of these people that get up at 4, 4.15 and sometimes even 4.30, that's a sleep in. I'll meditate every day. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, my, I'm best in the morning. So mm-hmm. I meditate every day. I journal every day and I set intentions every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and I know when there's times, especially when I'm traveling and I don't uh, have the time. So let's say I have to be up at four o'clock in the morning to be at the airport by 6.30 or something like that or six o'clock. I don't have time to meditate. Um, I can tell the difference. I can tell mm. the difference between whether I'm on track or whether I'm all over the place. So it really helps me set my intention. So I am focused for the day and not kind of you know flustered for the day yeah and how does that play out in your day because I I know that oh I'm just reading the miracle morning by Hal Elrod and I'm loving it because you know I do meditate every week and journal I do I am affirmations I read I exercise I do exercise every day but I don't generally or up until now I haven't done them all in one day so I'm certainly looking forward to um, to trying the miracle morning or not trying you know taking on the miracle morning practice and seeing what happens but how do you see that playing out in your day from the, the your work or your business perspective yeah so I think so the not I have non-negotiables uh-huh. the non-negotiable is meditation that's a non-negotiable for me then there's flexibility around other things. So, for example, whether it's journaling or writing I love, uh, whether it's exercising, I'm more flexible. So I might go, do I feel like doing yoga today? Yeah, I'm going to do some yoga. Do I feel like doing some journaling today? So I, I'm flexible. I know that with some of my clients, they prefer to have set time. So they might say, okay, this is my non-negotiable. Every day I'm going to walk for half an hour. But these are my flexible things that I put in my calendar. But they still put them in the calendar. And the reason being is if they don't put them in the calendar, they're just not going to happen. So Mm. it's like, you know, I'm going to exercise three days a week. But if you don't map them out, you don't actually make time for them. So you're going to make the time and then work around your calendar. That's how, how, how you make them happen, I think. Oh, 100%. 100%. So on that... Uh, I want to get into creating this life or creating a life that we love. I know that this is something that you talk uh, talk about helping and you help women to create these amazing lives. And um, I know that one of the questions that you ask is what drives you? Do you find that people, that there are people that are unable to answer that question? And yeah, I'd love you to go into, into this and how that plays out in creating their life. Yep. That's an interesting one because every time, and I find this more so in women, uh, what is it that you want? out of life or what is it and what we look is we look at their their um their will of life so in what area first i always look at what area do you want to work in so they might say okay romance it might be career it might be whatever that may be and it's like what exactly do you want out of that and when i ask that question i always get a massive pause because a lot of the times like well i don't know i've never had to think about that for myself and so some of the entrepreneurs that i work with they've got families uh and they've got businesses so they've always been very external focus looking after everybody else and looking after their family but they haven't put themselves as part of the equation so that could be a bit of a bit of a stumble block for most individuals I find but when we understand exactly the what then it's like one once I've asked okay what is it that you want out of your life and then they can get specific 
and then actually have, okay, a statement. This is exactly what I want. Then the next question is, what's going to stop you from getting there? What is going to get in your way? And that's where the deep work starts because a lot of the times we have these uh, stories, these limiting beliefs, these, you know, they're no longer ours. They've never been ours to begin with. But yes, yet these kind of goals that some people have carried have carried for five, eight, ten years because they haven't gotten rid of the baggage. Mm. So you can't move forward in life or get to your goals if you don't do the deep work and get rid of those uh, limiting beliefs, those fears, all the things that sit at the deeper part of our unconscious mind. Mm. Which is totally where I was going. It's great to know what we want, but then there's, there's always something that gets in the way. So once we understand, okay, well, what's going to get in the way, what are some of the things that the people that are listening, they might be thinking, well, this is what I want. I think that one of the biggest blocks that come up when people say what they want is, but I don't think I can have it or I don't think I'm capable or it's usually something around maybe that dream was too big. I, I'm, not a, I'm not capable. I can't do that. You know, how do we work through that? Mm. So, uh, and once again, there's, it depends what the block is. So the obstacle be, am I worthy of that? I have no, I don't believe that I'm worthy of this role or this relationship. Uh, self-doubt. Oh, I don't have the confidence to put myself forward, for example, because I see this quite often, especially in large corporations, when there's an opportunity that presents, men jump into it and they mm-hmm. work out how later. The women like, Mm, am I smart enough? Am I good enough this way? And by the time they get to, yes, I'm going to give it a go, it's too late. Mm. So it's, it's about understanding that confidence, we are not, we're not born with confidence. It's a muscle that we need to build. And so if, if it is a lack of confidence, then we, we do some exercise around that. So what's something that um, is going to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable? And we just do little steps, you know, and it could be as simple as, uh, asking your boss for a morning off. You know, it could be as simple as that, whatever that may be. But we start working through these obstacles and we chip away at them little by little. If it's a self-worth thing, we, we, where does that belief come from? And a lot of the times it's, uh, it's part of our programming, it's part of our parenting, uh, part of not, not saying it's our parents' fault, but we are a product of our environment from our imprinting phase through our parents, mm-hmm. through our schools, through whatever experience. So we actually really have to look at our timeline and actually identify where these blocks took place and how do we work through these blocks. So as we start getting rid of the the baggage, I call it, you find that you, they're starting to feel a little bit more confident, more, and you can see that they're even, some people transform, some people look completely different. And I think it's just change. Change can be a really scary thing for some people. You know, so some people are in a job or even in a business or in a relationship, they're not happy about, but the fear of not be, the fear of being away from whatever that is it's holding is so much more greater than the fear of staying in these corporations or relationships. So I always look at, okay, so what is that fear? A lot of the time that fear is just the loss of, loss of status, loss of money, Mm. loss of friendship, loss of whatever that may be. So once we can really pinpoint some of these obstacles, it's so easy like to just 
smash through them. Mm. It was funny. I was chatting to a friend yesterday and I was saying one of the things that I've discovered or one of the stories that comes up over and over and over as I interview people and people that have been really successful in their business is that generally this moment of change came when they had their back against a wall. Either they had you know, a relationship breakdown or they didn't have any money in their bank account or you know, they lost all their clients or whatever it was. Do you think that, that we can create change and transformation before that point happens? Oh, so, trans- <laughs> so that, that's the, the transformation. So it's in, it really interesting. Change, I always look at change as an external driver. Uh-huh. Uh, and when the transition takes place, it's an internal driver. So for example, if I make a decision, let's say relationship or business or whatever area of your life, I make a decision. I've already gone through the transition and internally internally Mm -hmm. sorry gone through the transition internally and then I'm okay with the change Uh however if it's done the other way around when change is imposed onto us it's so the transition is then after the change takes a bit longer so because if you if you're doing it beforehand you're preparing yourself sometimes it even takes 12 months before you go I'm going to make the change. And then same with once the change takes place, if it's the other way around, it can take even up to 12 months. But once again, it's how we react and respond to the change around us. It's the meaning we give it. So we can say, uh, you know, we can actually, some people are very good with change because they go, you know, it was time Mm -hmm. or uh, they can see the benefits. And sometimes people get stuck. I know some people, for example, are still hanging on to emotions from eight years ago from a divorce uh, that's keeping them stuck from eight years ago. So they're Mm. not actually moving forward. So really it is up to us to how we react and respond to the change to where we're going to end up on our timeline. Mm. So how can we speed that along? So how, how, yes, yes, yeah. so, example. Yeah, sure. So as business, I mean, you know, it's business owners that are, that are listening to this show. They're people that generally want to grow their business. They might feel super comfortable. They might be in a place where they're earning, you know, 10K a month. They're super stable, paying all their bills. And they know that they're capable of more, but there's nothing really that's forcing them to the next level. You know, they're, they're quite comfortable. They mm. might think, actually, I do want to reach the next level. How can, they, how can they speed that up knowing that the external forces at that moment aren't there? Yeah. So when we, and I've done a bit of research around high-performing leaders, and when you have a look at high-performing leaders, they, the ones that you're talking about, they become complacent. And really the trick is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you have a look at high-performing leaders, they actually, as soon as they find themselves being complacent, even though they're happy, like I said, earning 10K a month, yeah. they look at what next where can I stretch myself? Because we know that when we start putting ourselves in situations that make us feel comfortable, this is where we grow. So what is it in your business that you are not currently doing today that's going to make you feel uncomfortable? So for example, some people that I work with find it hard to public speaking for things, mm-hmm. for example. Oh, that's but a huge know, one, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But we know for public speaking, if you do a few gigs, people connect with people and that's going to bring a whole different range of people to 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 you as part of your your um, your customer base. Uh, writing is another one. Oh, I'm not a good writer. Well, who's, who, who says you have to be a good writer? Or even doing video vlog, or vlogs, they're called video blogs or vlogs. You know, things like that. What are you not doing in your business that you could do that's going to stretch you and take your business just to that next level? Because mm. I've seen some businesses catapult just from 
being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm, absolutely. I love that. And I guess that's the back against the wall. And I, I, I love it that you said it because I guess from, you know, what I said earlier that I noticed that people have great change when they put their back against the wall. I'm a big believer in, well, why wait for someone else to put your back against the wall? Why don't you put your own back against the wall? If that's what it takes, take control and do it and, and really, you know, give yourself the momentum that you need. Or as one of my, uh, one of my joint venture partners, Matthew Patty says, give yourself the golden boot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, and I say, why can't we just say yes and work out how later? I mean, men do really well. Why can't we learn from them and do the same thing? And yes, it can be scary. And absolutely, we might not know how to do it, uh, but we have a fair idea what we can do to get to where we need to. And you won't know until you try it out. Absolutely. So the people that you work with, they, they, they get clear on what drives them. They know what hinders them. That's all an internal feeling of what they want and, and you know, they know that. What is the next phase of actually rolling that out? Because there has to be that headpiece needs to come in at some point. Oh, absolutely. So I think that, you know, when I always look at, you know, if you have a look at the, every individual and it doesn't matter how successful you are in business, we all have unconscious programs that play out on a daily basis. And I'm talking about 95 to 98% of our days, we are unconscious running these old programs over and over again. So for us to really make that shift is to become more conscious. And to become more conscious is to be more present. Mm. So I always say, instead of working in your business, how about working on your business? having a look at a helicopter view of your business so you can see it from a different perspective. It's amazing how especially a lot of entrepreneurs are in the business and they're caught up in the business. They can't see a solution or they can't see where to for, from here because they're uh, overwhelmed, stressed mm -hmm. out and in the, I call it the vortex. Yeah. So I think it's one thing is to really to help you shift the mindset is first once you get rid of all your baggage and the way to do that is to bring the stuff from the unconscious mind to your conscious to be able to give it a label and work with it, unpack it. And the more we do that, once you've emptied all that, all those, uh, your baggage, uh, then consciously you can go, okay, where to from here? And then you create goals or plan. I think as a, as a whole, we're very poor at planning. And I'm talking even large corporations. That's one of those things that I always say, we're working so fast uh, that we're not landing anything because we're going at such a fast pace. What about mm. if we slow down and actually plan? But, you know, quite a, well, I don't know how to plan. What do you mean? What Easy. This is where you are today, your present state. This is your future state. Now let's put a plan together. Let's strategize. And we're, what, what do we need to do to get you from here to here? And these are the goals that you put in place. And then do one at a time yes. to, to get to where you need to get to. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you need to see the future. That's why a vision is really important. Companies have a vision, but they lose the vision. They get lost in the midst of it. Always keep your eye on your vision so you know the direction, you know your North Star, and just make sure that you stick to your plan and your goals. Love it. I do think, you know, a lot of people talk about movement creating, you know, you need movement to get to your goal, but I don't think it's movement because if you think about a dog chasing its tail, there's a lot of movement, but there's nothing happening. They're going nowhere. Just, you know, they're just turning around and around on the spot. And I think that, you know, that's what you're referring to instead of going, okay, we're going here. Let's just go. What, what is, let's reverse engineer how that happens and just what is the next step? What is the yep. next step? 
And I think what's cool about that is, you know, taking back to what you very first said about that, the challenging things that happen in the growth, these things are happening to us every single day at varying degrees, either from a, you know, from a personal or a business or a corporation level. And some of those goalposts need to change along the way, but you still need to know where you're going. And just by taking the next step, the next step, that route at some point can be changed a little bit but still knowing that you're going towards that goal, that North Star, and you're not completely veering off. Absolutely. So you always have the end in mind and absolutely what you were saying. Sometimes you'll hit a roadblock and you'll go, okay, I'm going to have to change direction here. So it's really important to understand your why, your purpose as to why you are doing what you are doing today to get to your goal, your end in mind. And absolutely, it can change route. It's like if you were driving to... Let's say if I was driving to False Creek and then there was a roadblock because they were doing roadworks, I mean, that wasn't foreseen, but I now have, okay, which way is the best route for me to take now to still get to my destination? And I think there's got to be a level of flexibility and not too rigid and say it's got to be this way or the highway, but have the flexibility. And the whole idea of having the end in mind, it's the journey. It's the Mm. journey that's more important, not just so much the end in mind. The end in mind is the destination, but how you get there is going to alter depending on your experiences, depending on who's involved, depending on what's happening from an environmental point of view as well. Yeah, totally. So so we've talked about like there's the internal factors first, knowing what you want, knowing what drives you, knowing where to get, uh, how to get to where you want to go, and then moving that into, I guess, the logical mind. This is where we're going. These are the steps. Can you take us through a time that you've seen someone that hasn't done the internal work, has gone, this is my goal, and and, and just gone without understanding those belief systems or, or doing the internal work and how that has altered the um, outcome that they could have achieved. Mm. So great question. And the way I look at this is uh, quite often, if you work with people uh, that just want to work on their goals, for example, I always look at it from example Imagine a big elastic band and you're tied to a pole. So you're around a pole with the elastic band. You'll get motivated initially and you'll start moving forward. But because something's holding you back, which is your your baggage, you haven't worked through your limiting beliefs, you haven't worked through your fears and your values and so forth, what happens? You're going to get pulled back again. You might get motivated. And so these goals can repeat over and over. I know some people have had the same goal for five years, eight years, 10 years because they haven't done the deep work. So... When you're just doing this surface work, it's not going to la- it's not going to last, and it's not going to land. Mm. So it's really important. I see this all the time. People like will start a business, but they haven't dealt with their baggage. They haven't released some of their stuff, and then it's not till you start working with them that there's other blocks that, that pop up, and it could be you know uh, limiting beliefs of not being good enough, not being mm. smart enough, whatever that may be, which then will take them back to the same spot over and over again. So what we want to do is make sure we don't have any of these uh, these limiting beliefs or the baggage is going to keep pulling you back to where you started from. Yeah, totally. And likewise, as you were saying that, I was thinking I've also seen a lot of people in business that are doing the deep work and have been doing the deep work for five, six, seven years and still not getting to where they want to go in business. What For those people that are listening going, yeah, that's me, what is something they can do today that can change that and have them moving forward? So 
Great question. Again, this is, <laughs> this is a thing that I get all the time. People want a quick fix. Mm. When you're working with your unconscious mind, you're talking about programs. It depends on how old you are, but let's say you're 50. You're talking about 50 years of work programming. Yeah. And so when the way the unconscious mind got works is only releases information when you are ready to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So quite often people will say to me, but, you know, I've worked through, I've been doing all this work for the last five years. I mean, why is it that I'm still here? And I'm like, because we still need to unpack some stuff. So the layers come off. Uh, you know, even for myself, I've been doing this work for 25 plus years. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Does my stuff come up? Absolutely comes up. And, you know, and it might be when I'm ready to actually see that, holy moly, I'm actually one of the things well, 18 months ago was like fear of success. Well, why am I scared of success? Well, if I'm successful, I might lose my friends. I might lose my house. You know, I might not be living here. I might be traveling more. I might not be spending as much time with my family. I might. So when you really unpack why there's such a big fear, you know, fear of success is uh, scarier than fear of failure. Because once you fail, you fail. Okay, I made a mistake. Well, but fear of success, there's a whole raft of things that comes with it. So the work never stops. It never stops. It just changes, you know. So you're, it's almost like you're going through, okay, you've been elevated one level, then the second level. And I think it's a transition over time that takes place. But, I mean, I'd love to go from here to there, absolutely, and fix all my stuff up. That would be awesome. If I knew how to do that, I would, um, I'd be a millionaire. I love that because the journey never does end. And I guess... We, you know, being the people that, that we are, we're always wanting to have that growth. So I, I don't know anyone that I've met that's in my world that says they, you know, they want to be growing and they want to be learning, you know, right to the very end of, of this current life. And I think that that's really important that we're always to understand that we're always going to be re, you know, reaching that next, that next level boundary, but that's okay. We just keep going through the next one, the next one, the next one. I mean, I can't imagine how many boundaries Oprah Winfrey's gone through and, you know, she's someone that would, that would, I could see just, you know, always going through those next steps. That's right. It's, I mean, life is like a school. It's like when we were at school, we went first grade, second grade, and it's the same thing. Life is exactly the same. You know, you never stop learning. And the day you do, you'll, you'll be gone. You've, you know, transi transitioned into light. Yeah, yeah. But we'll never stop learning. If we profess to know it all today, well, geez, I, I would love to meet someone that knows it all today. Yeah, I don't think they really exist. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Now, you have written a book and uh, I'd love you to tell us about that because I know that um, you've got a gift that you can give people that would like to learn more about your book. Absolutely. So absolutely, it's... it's um, Actually, my book is going to be uh, launching on the 30th of October. It got picked up by Austin McCauley, by um, a publisher. And my book is actually a workbook. It's not one of those books where um, you read from cover to cover. It's one of those books where it's actually a workbook. So when we're talking about working through your, your belief system, it's a personal professional uh, workbook, uh, but it's working through everything from fears to belief system to mindset, anything you could possibly imagine, everything that I teach from boundaries, it's a workbook and that's what it is. It's one of those self-paced books. You might even miss chapters. You might go, I don't, I'm not ready to deal with my boundaries today. Well, let's see what else I can work with. Oh, yes, I might work on my belief system. And so it's one of those books. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a big workbook. Awesome. And what's the name of just uh, the name of your book? Getting to the heart of the matter. I love that. And where can we go to? I 
I saw that you've got a free chapter. Where can we go to get that free chapter? Yeah. So on the, on my uh, website, you can actually get your free chapter. And it is because that the first time was uh, self-published. And then two years ago, it got picked up by the publisher and it's only launching now. Uh, so, But you can still get a free chapter off the website for sure. Awesome. And we'll pop that link in the show notes. Catherine, thank you so much for talking to us today about uh, helping us to get to the next level as business owners and really as people, because as you mentioned, it's the wheel of life. It's not just business. It's our relationships and our health and our wealth and our happiness and all those wonderful things. So thank you so much. Thank you so very much. It's been lots of fun and I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you. Discover how to grow and scale your thought leaders business. Check out SamanthaRiley.Global. Head over to Facebook and join a tribe of like-minded entrepreneurs in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community.